Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. I hope you're enjoying the warm weather and having a great summer. We have a fantastic show for you. Um, have you ever wondered about past lives and past life regression? I'm sure you've heard of it. Some of you might know more about it than others, but past life regressions and uh, some of the things to learn about that is what this topic is of today's show. Our special guest is a, an author, Dina Merriam. And she's written a book called My Journey Through Time, A Spiritual Memoir of Life, Death, and Rebirth. And she's going to be joining us as soon as she calls in. I hope everybody's enjoying the, the good weather. And uh, let's talk a little bit about um, what's going on. So this is Guys Guys Radio, the place where men, went, went, where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. Um, we tackle a lot of topics on the show, everything from relationships, dating, metaphysical issues and challenges and teachings. We talk with writers, we talk with entertainers, we talk with authors. And what we do is uh, do our very best is to present uh, different ways of thinking about things, different ways of approaching and considering different truths that are out there. So I hope you'll enjoy this show, which is about, as I mentioned, past life regressions and our special guest, uh, Dina Merriam, and she's going to be calling in in a moment. And um, let's talk a little bit about that. I am a advanced master hypnotist uh, certified, and uh, I studied under uh, Dr. Scotto and Dr. DeMarco in New Jersey, and I learned a lot. And one of the things we learned about is past life regressions and past life regressions are really a way to uh, see kind of where you've been. And a lot of times they teach you where you're going and it's a, it's a fantastic skill to have hypnosis, but anybody can do hypnosis. Anybody can do self hypnosis, but of course, like anything else, when you have good teachers, they will uh, lead you along the way and this is something that's very important uh, is to have a good teacher. And when I started out, uh, I was curious about what hypnosis could do. And I learned so much about how uh, through hypnosis we can access the subconscious mind and talk to people directly through the subconscious mind to help them out with their issues. And ultimately the client solves their own issues, but the, hypnotist or hypno counselor or who, whatever the, uh, the title is based on what state you live in uh, is there to help enable 
a stronger connection between the conscious and the subconscious mind. I learned past life regressions, and you would think it would be something that's very technical and very difficult to do. But once you learned hypnosis, past life regressions are actually uh, just part of the curriculum and not very difficult to do. Once you uh, take somebody down, just to get them into this state of relaxation, um, you kind of walk them along uh, what we did. We walk somebody kind of along a corridor, and there'd be a lot of openings, archway openings, and we would ask the other person. And we did this in class a lot because we would practice on each other. So we went into uh, the state of hypnosis very quickly. So we'd open, uh, walk down the pathway, and uh, we'd allow the person to pick, choose the archway or the opening or doorway that they want to go through, pick one, they'd go through there, and then we would begin our uh, practice. And basically, we would ask them to take a look down, see what they're wearing on their feet, and slowly look up, look at their clothing, look around, see if they noticed any buildings, if they had any ideas where they think uh, they were or what uh, time of the year it was or what year it might be. And from there, um, basically ask a series of questions and get a kind of a sense as to what's going on in their life. And it's really fantastic because uh, when you go through the process on somebody else, um, it's fascinating just to hear what comes out because you really are getting uh tapped into their subconscious. And when you have somebody do it to you, it's fascinating also because, you know, you think it's going to be like watching a big movie. It really doesn't work quite that way. Uh, what happened with me is I found, uh, I did about eight or about eight, um, past life regressions were conducted on me. And in seven of them, I was a guy. And most of the time I was pretty much the person I am. I was just living in a different area era in a different form in a different city, et cetera. And I kind of got a glimpse as to who I was, what things were all about. And uh, in most cases, I saw my demise, but it's unemotional. You see the end and uh, it's not that big a deal. But um, I learned a lot. Uh, and you, you really are the person you are and it continues. So I think the uh, takeaway for me, at least, was that we are on a path and that when we are not in this physical form, we are, we go back to light. And as we go back to light, we then, um, we meet with, uh, spiritual beings and other entities. And, uh, we kind of get a glimpse at what we're supposed to learn and what our path is all about. And, and we make some choices, including who our parents will be. And then we return if it's, if it's, that's in our path. And when we return, um, when we return, we, uh, get a new lesson. Now I have a lot of questions for our guest because I want to know about going backwards and going forward also, because some people can, um, do future life, re uh, progressions, they call it. And that'd be pretty fat, fat, fantastic and fascinating. So we'll see what happens there. So anyhow, this is Guys Guys Radio, the place where when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. And we're looking forward for our guests to call in. So I am going to actually reach out to my uh, publicist for this author and see where our guest is so we can get started. Um, so 
what else is going on? Well, Guys Guys Radio has been going on for, you know, we're approaching our 300th podcast. And and it's been going great. We we started, the whole thing started with my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love. And uh, after that, we launched Guys Guys Radio. And we've just kept going and going and going. So here we are. I'm just typing. And, you know, with uh, when you do radio, I like to do it live. And when we do it live, sometimes we uh, we run into issues where the guest doesn't call in on time like today. And uh, so we just have to dance a little bit for you. But let me tell you a little bit about uh, the brand, Guy's Guy brand. It started with my novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, which is a story of two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money in New York City. And from there, uh, we launched Guy's Guy's Radio a few years ago. I also uh, have a website where my blog is syndicated. RobertManny.com is the, is the website and the blog is on life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. And we've got over 300 posts there. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And there's a Facebook author page and et cetera, et cetera, and YouTube. And you can uh, catch me in any of those venues. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you. We have lots of folks who I've kind of kept up with the show over the years. And we keep getting more and more interesting guests. And it's been a thrill doing the show. So uh, always looking forward to doing more. So what else is going on out there? Well, we're in a summer months now, and we had such a long, drawn-out winter. But here we are finally here, and uh, I hope you're having a great one. And um, so I am going to take a – it's 12.09. I am going to take a break and contact um, my publicist to see where the guest is. So hold on, folks. It's 
It is 12.11. We're still on hold since Okay, we're back on Guys Guys Radio. Um, our guest is called in, so we're going to put her on right now, Dina Marion. Hello. Dina, hello. hello, how are you? Yes, happy to be here. Good. So I didn't get a chance to tell everybody about your uh, background, so why don't you take a moment and you can give the audience your bio. Well, I've been involved in um, interfaith work for the last 20 years, um, organizing peace dialogues uh, with spiritual leaders. And then um, around that time, actually before I got involved with that, I began having, through my meditation practice, recollections of, of previous births. I began to record them just for my own information. And as I began to record them, I began to see patterns emerge. And that is how this book um, has come about, My Journey Through Time. Um, it's accounting of my experiences in the course of life, how these memories came out, uh, and informed my work, actually. Okay, so for, the, for our audience, the name of the book, My Journey Through Time, a Spiritual Memoir of Life, Death, and Rebirth. And basically in this book, Dina, you uh, kind of track back uh, various about, I don't know, six or seven past lives, going all the way back through Japan and India and Persia and India again and the uh, southern part of the United States and uh, Europe. Um, how did you manage to, uh, you, you had, I think for the audience's um, benefit, we need to know kind of how, how you had these visions. And then I would like to know how you um, managed to uh, chrono- uh, you know, write them all down because that's, that's a lot. I have done, I am a, a, a certified master hypnotist and I have done past life regressions on other people and had it done on myself and your detail, you ha- you have a lot of detail. So how did that all come about? Well, it was usually um, a, a meeting a person or going to a place that sparked something in me. And because I've been a long time meditator for God, many, many decades, <laughs> um, the, the, the memories would often come out in, in meditation and it was like a download. I would just find myself in a movie, and I was witnessing this movie. Uh, and the scenes, I would say, would unfold over a period of months. So um, I was, the, for the first um, download, I would say, for my previ- just previous birth, that unfolded over several months. I would see certain scenes up to a certain point, and then it would end. And I think, well, that's, that's the whole story. That, that's it. And then, um, you know, a few weeks later, I would see more. And then a few weeks later, I would see more. That's when I began to write them down because I was, I was watching a movie and I was hearing conversations. 
So I can't explain exactly why or how it happened to me. I, I, I kind of say that the curtain was never quite closed because even in childhood uh, I began um, remembering little glimpses, and I think most people have glimpses. What's unusual is the complete narratives that I've been able to capture. So I think that's, that's, that's just a gift that, that came to me. You know, people get different gifts. Some people see auras. Some people see angels. This was the gift that came to me through my meditation practice. Okay. You, you mentioned um, throughout, you know, it's interesting, throughout your past lives uh, in my kind of lead-in, I was telling the audience that, you know, in my practice, I'd, uh, uh, out of the eight or ten times I did past life, had past life regressions done on myself, I was a, I was a man, like, uh, eight out of the nine times or seven out of the eight times. And uh, you were a woman for, uh, for the, the different uh, people that you were uh, throughout the book. Um, yes. Do you think there's any reason for that? And, uh, and of course you're a woman now. Um, what do you think? I know you do a lot of work in terms of uh, helping women and getting women the long overdue recognition that they deserve and helping uh, with women's uh, movements, uh, all positive stuff that's uh, that we need. Um, do you think this all came out of your past life experiences where it seemed like there was a lot of repression going on there throughout? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember one or two lives where I was a man, but I just had glimpses. I didn't get full narratives. And so I just recounted the stories where there were full narratives. But I think the women's theme has been building in me at, at, in earlier um, earlier lives. I experienced a lack of confidence as a woman, um, uh, a lack of empowerment really and um as time went on i felt a need to to uh, develop myself and so in my two two lives previous when i was in the american south i started a school for girls uh, trying to give proper education to girls not just etiquette but intellectual development um and so in this life i've tried to bring um work with women spiritual leaders who you know have really struggled to have a voice so i think this has been a theme that's been building with me over centuries and I think we do tend to take birth in the same gender, not all the time, but if, if there's a specific quality that we want to develop or a specific work that we need to do. So it's interesting for me to hear that you also saw that you had been a man um, many yeah. times previously, because I think that's, that's probably more often than not the way it is. Yeah, I actually was pretty much myself, but in a different uh in different jobs and things like that, which, uh, you know, we have kind of a similar background in that. I, w- I worked in advertising for many years. Uh, started out at Young and Rubicam, and you're at Ruder Finn. Oh, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm yeah. familiar with your organization and the fine work you guys do. Um, but um, it's fascinating because one of the lives I had, I was like a scout for the uh, cavalry, and I used to go back and forth between the kind of the Indians and the cavalry, if you will, and making mm-hmm. kind of being like a, the broker of the information back and forth and uh, similar to what I had to do in uh, my advertising career. So kind of find that uh, a lot of the, a lot of the, I think, which is surprising for people that a lot of who you were uh, is who you are now. And that takes you back to what I found was the most fascinating part of your book uh, because I did power through the whole thing in the time since I've had it. And I thought the end where we, you talked about what happens between lives was uh, fascinating. So if you don't mind, I know we're kind of going a little bit off script uh, in terms of uh, linear, but I, I 
talk to us about that because I think that's really kind of the key for a lot of people that, you know, what is past lives all about? Well, first of all, you have to say, okay, do I believe that the soul lives on and the body dies? And then the soul comes back and squeezes its way into another third dimension, uh, body or it might be you might become some type of entity that helps other people from the other side but talk about that and then how you um, learned about and your experiences in being between lives well remembering my death uh, really helped me overcome the fear of death and that's one of the I think most important points in the book is for people to understand that death is just another chapter and that um, they're not going to be alone, and there, there, there are beings there that uh, they will that they know <laughs> who are in that mm-hmm. realm, and that they are. It's a time where you integrate your your the birth that you've just left. You integrate what you've accomplished, and also look at what's been left undone, and then you begin to lay the blueprint for your life, the foundation, so that you begin to create the next. And the other important thing, I think, is that we are the shapers of our destiny. There's no external force that's punishing us or rewarding us. It is our own minds that determine mm-hmm. our future. And in this in-between life, a lot of, this, a lot of our aspirations, um, you know, we choose our family, we choose the conditions so that we can fulfill the aspirations that we set for ourselves. Now, uh, if you take that notion and you think about it, would I guess then some folks would say, all right, I'm going to be a paraplegic in my next life and because I want to either burn off some past karma or I need to go through that experience or, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to get strangled by an anaconda or something. Is it, does, it, does it get as detailed as that, do you think, um, Tina? Well, I think, I think it's not always conscious, but if there are mm-hmm. things that one needs to learn through suffering, um, one can accept that, that cross, if you will, you know, you can say yes. I'll accept taking on um, certain karmas to help free myself more, myself more quickly. It it may not be the specific yes. I'll take this, uh, you know, accident that's going to happen or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's it's the acceptance that one will go through difficult times in order to learn certain lessons and to free oneself from certain pa- uh, past actions. Okay, why don't you take a couple of minutes and just. Uh for the benefit of our listeners, talk, talk to us a little bit about some of the, uh, some of the lives you had and how they kind of uh, were connected and what you learned. Well, well I, I, I have um, – there were two lives where I was um, a, a bridge between different cultures. One was in India during the, the Mughal invasions, the Muslim invasions, where I was a Hindu married off to a, a, um, a Muslim leader. And I was between two worlds, and I had to mm-hmm. be something of a bridge between those worlds. And then at a, later, a few, I think it was two or three lives later, I was in Japan, married to somebody from an opposing clan, and again had to be a bridge. And when I look at the work that I have been doing in this life in terms of trying to build peace, I've worked in Israel, Palestine, Iraq, Afghanistan, many places where there's conflict, I can see that this work began was an aspiration of several centuries ago where I found myself in situations I had to try to bridge divides. Mm-hmm. And so that's continued with me, as has my effort to you know, raise the, um, um, the voices of women. Um, so I think that, that um, you know, I found myself, I, I found that a real pattern between, you know, a, a birth in India, you know, 500 years ago, and then 
because I, I, I resisted the Muslim rule, I was, I was born then into a Muslim family in Persia and had to learn to, um, to love the, the formless because in the mm-hmm. previous birth I was a devotee of Krishna, a form, you know, the, the, the God in form. I had to learn to love the formless, so I was born into a Muslim family. And then in Japan I developed a great sense for beauty which I couldn't have in, in Persia because it was a very poor, I was in a very poor setting. I think the other lesson in this is to realize that we have all had similar experiences. We've all been rich and poor, prominent families, unknown families, different cultures. We have a wealth of experience. And so that helps one get over any kind of um, fear or antipathy toward other cultures because you, you've been there. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Now, uh, you have uh, in, in this life, uh, as you kind of go back and forth between um, your experiences in your current life and some of your past lives, Dina, um, you, you recognize some folks from this life that m- most certainly must have been connected to you in past lives. Could you talk to us a little bit about that? Yes. The first, my first memory of my previous birth was, was stimulated by meeting a, a man who had been important to me in my previous birth. And, of course, there's the possibility of getting confused. When I started remembering him, it was kind of like right. an unfinished love affair. I thought, aha, I'm going to now marry this man. I'm going to be with him. Of course, it didn't turn out that way, and I realized it was for the best. I just needed to, uh, uh, kind of like a very brief conclusion with him. And, move, and, and was, he then disappeared from my life, and I moved on. Um, but there, there is the possibility, which I think there's a reason why we don't remember uh, everything, because it can be confusing. You know, sure. you, you meet people from your past, and you think, wow, you know, I'm supposed to be with that person. or it, it can be confusing, and one has to learn how to deal with, to be in the present while seeing the past. Mm-hmm. Now, That's you also... Yes, I can imagine. So, and uh, you also uh, had the uh, blessing of uh, being connected to Para Paramanhansa Yogananda and also yes. Baba Ramdas. So, talk to us a little bit about that because you know some people say, "Oh, yes, I was. Uh, I used to be Cleopatra," and, and other people say, "Yeah, sure," because uh, it, that's not everybody goes back and they were king of England. Uh, although right. in, in one of their incarnations, they could have been pretty high up the, you know, the uh, totem pole, if you will. But um, you had the, uh, and obviously it's on purpose that you've had these um, experiences and connections with these two spiritual leaders. Could you talk to us about that? Yeah. I mean, I think when, as I said, when, as you pointed out, one has to be very careful about this because people can have all kinds of, go off in all kinds of ways, which is right. why I've been very cautious about um, about this whole um process of going back in time but when i was my when i was 20 i came across yogananda's book autobiography of the yogi and as soon as i saw his picture i recognized him Mm -hmm. as my teacher and began a very faithful meditation practice and i still he's he's like everything to me and when but i but for years i was so sad that i couldn't meet him in the body it was like i didn't have that connection how lucky people are when they meet their teachers in the body and then when I recalled my previous birth, it, the, Yogananda in 35 or 36 was on his way back to India and stopped in Germany. And I happened to be in Germany at that time, was invited to a home where he spoke and was able to see him. And as soon as I remember that, I thought, aha, my mm-hmm. connection with him is not from this life, it's from earlier. I did meet him. He did glance at me. We made that, that eye contact, that connection, which is so important. And that really took away my suffering of I never got to meet my teacher in the body. 
Uh, and of course, he's he has given me everything spiritually. You know, he's my guide, um, and I still feel his presence. And and I attribute it to his grace that these memories actually came back to me. And how about uh, Baba? Ramdas Ramdas was the first teacher I met when I was in college in Boston, uh, just before I got the autobiography of a yogi. Yogi, he of course, he brought the teachings from India to you know a lot of people of my generation. And I have great, great regard for him. Great regard for him. Now, is uh, Sai Baba, somebody gave me a photo of him and uh, tells me that you can put his, his photo uh, is uh, so powerful that you can actually take this one photo and put it over, uh, you know, if you have an injury and it will help heal and or you could put it over somebody's photo and it will help them. And I've done that and it works. I'm not sure. Is that the same person, Sai Baba? Sai Baba is is somebody is another great great Indian master who passed away within the last few years. Um, he had many many fo- followers, and right. he performed many miracles. And people know him for the miracles that he performed. Okay. He's different from Ram Dass as an American. Got it. Got it. Um, okay. Uh, do you ever think about um, going into a f- uh, future life progression? Because I, I saw a guy, Bruce Goldberg, I think his name was, on a show on Gaia, and he was talking about, and when I did my studying, we talked about doing future life progressions. Have you experienced that, Dina? Yes, I have. <laughs> that Once, once I um, had gone back into the past and had seen the time between births, I began to see that at this point in my life, um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually creating the blueprint for the future. So I began to see mm-hmm. a future blueprint. And I, I, I began to wonder, um, was it set or, or could, I, could, I make, could I alter that? Uh, and, um, and so it's still in, in formation, right? I mean, it's not, it's not a done deal. It's still in formation. And that's why, you know, as one gets older, it's so important to be um, to be very uh, mindful of one's aspirations and one's desires. Yeah, I agree. Um, because you're taking you're taking them with you, and you are shaping your yeah. future. The second part of life, you are beginning to set the foundation for for your next birth. Yeah, that's so important because so many people. I'm a boomer, uh, and uh, I hear so many of my friends. Uh, they're talking. You know, they're basically shutting things, dialing it down. Uh, I know that um, a mistake a lot of boomers make is you, you, do you think you can live the exact same way and intake the same foods and everything else the exact same way forever? And you can't, you have to adapt. There's one thing to adapt, but dialing yourself down and then limiting yourself like, Oh, well now I'm retiring or now, Oh, it's over. Or now I'm not doing anything anymore. It's not, that's, I'm actually feeling younger going forward. And I'm thinking, as you have said, Dina, that, you know, I think I'm laying groundwork for the next go around because I'm exactly. learning so much in the last couple yeah. of years that like, oh, it's been all leading up to this. And now I know things that it, I had to go through these other experiences to get where I am now to know what what my purpose, my truth is. And then going forward, I'll be able to do that. But it's not over when it's over. It's just over for this body. But there'll be other opportunities. Uh, and actually, there'll be necessities if I want to. Uh, uh, raise my frequency and enter a different dimension, so to speak. Well, I, I'm of the same generation as you. I'm a boomer also. And I think that there are two things going on at this stage. One is bringing to completion things that you brought from the past, relationships that maybe mm-hmm. are not, you know, not, not uh, completely resolved. It's time to resolve them. 
uh, it's time to, to look at the qualities that you've developed, the skills that you've developed in this life, and see how they could be useful going forward, and, and begin to create the vision. I mean, I, I work now a lot with young people, talking to them about creating the vision for the future collectively. Mm-hmm. It's about visioning. Yeah. And so while we do that on an individual level to create our own future, we have to do it collectively for the future we want to bring manifest on Earth. You know, I think that's so important because I I, I don't think most people in our culture realize the power of collective consciousness that we can we can affect things. And it's not just one to one. It's probably one to a hundred thousand in terms of how you can affect things. If you raise your consciousness, you're raising that you can raise the consciousness for a lot of other people. And if you have a big group, they can relate. You know, you can we can raise the consciousness of the planet if we if we want to. But unfortunately, I think what's happened is because of, and we're both creatures of media, partially media-driven, uh, and also who's ever kind of running the show behind the scenes is that um, a lot of people are thinking the worst and feeling more and more under uh, under the thumb of uh, Big Brother, if you will, and all these other influences. And because of that, we have, I always see it reflected in the leaders we have, whether it be, you know, Bush or Obama or Trump now, it's like, it's almost a reflection of where our cultural thinking is as a, at least for us as a nation. What's, what are your thoughts on that? I, exactly. I mean, I, this is exactly what I think. And I, uh, uh, to, to take that a step further is that it's, this, such, it's so easy to get brought down by the, by the level of thinking and our responsibility is to lift it up and to not to get caught up in because you're right. What we have now is just a reflection of where our culture has gone with the violence and with the crudeness and with the antipathy and the polarization. It's a reflection of how, how people's minds are. I mean, it's not coming out of nowhere. <laughs> we created mm-hmm. this. So yeah, for us exactly. to change it, we have to lift the, the vibrations of the planet and envision something that's much more loving and peaceful. Now, and, you know, those of us who see that have a responsibility to do it. <laughs> no, thank you for saying that, because I completely agree. And um, we do have a responsibility. And you're, you're really getting the word out there, not only in your work that you do um, with your group is the G, help me out here. I have the, the GPIW. GPIW stands for Global yeah. Peace Initiative of Women, but it's men and women. It just started by a group of women. Okay, well, it's fantastic what all the things that you're doing. Did you have any experiences in your uh, past life or future life progressions, whatever, with uh, non-human entities? Non-human entities are there. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say not in my past life, but, but uh, in my current. Um, and I think that one has to be very – I mean, there are benevolent entities and non, you know, non-benevolent sure. And one has to be careful only to attune oneself with benevolent beings um, in order not to get sucked in or harmed, you know, psychically harmed uh, by right. the negative energies. Now, how do you, how does one protect themselves when they're, because you're, I was going to ask you, what's your meditative process and do you do any grounding or protection, et cetera? And um, since you have had contact, if you will, um, what do you do to prepare for that and, uh, because you're, I guess, when you're doing meditating now, you're really freeform. It's not a, a, just a structure that a lot of, like, I do a zero balancing for 15 minutes to get into my meditative mode, but I'm not as uh, adept at, like, freeforming yet. My wife, who's a big meditator, she's like, you got to just let it go, because that's where you get the, the answers, and uh, she's right. But how do, how do you do, how do you protect yourself, and how do you, what's your meditative practice like? 
Well, I, I'm a practitioner of Kriya Yoga, which is what Yogananda taught, which works mm-hmm. with the subtle energies in the spine, trying to lift them into a higher, higher center. But I, there was a time when I was doing work in very dark places, um, with during the Iraq War, during the Af- Afghanistan, the height of that. Um, and it was at that time that I, I felt uh, I encountered very negative beings, and um, I didn't get shaken by it. I just I, I kept my guru, and I have a lineage of gurus around me. And I just said, you know, they can't touch me. They can't touch me. You surround mm-hmm. yourself with light. Um, now that's no longer such a factor because I'm I'm you know not working in those areas anymore. But on the planet, in these places where there's such violence, it's a door that opens for negative energies to come in. And mm-hmm. um, it, you know, it's very tricky. I don't know the answers of how, as a collective humanity. Uh, we can um, protect the planet from this because there is so much violence now uh, going on in the world. But I think it's also that old forms are breaking down and the new forms have not yet arisen. You know, so mm-hmm. many of the old thought patterns are are clashing with new thought patterns. And the new thought patterns eventually will win out because it's an evolution, it's a progression. But it's a painful kind of transition from these old ways of being and thinking into the into a, a, a into a into a new way of a new a new type of civilization. Mm-hmm. Why why do you think um, that um, people who are working with their frequency and are mindful about doing the work that they want to do to elevate? Um, and you know, once you're up, you're up there, and then you can only keep going up for the most part. Um, and only certain things affect you. However, it seems like everybody who's on that path. And I've even now started to experience this. And my wife, uh, who's been through all of this, she said, you know, she, she, she related uh, experiences similar to what you're talking about, where entities really coming right at her and she had to kind of like, you know, keep them at, at bay. Uh, why is it that people who are on this path and, uh, and as part of that, I had a dream the other night and I was frozen uh, in my bed and I couldn't move and something came over me and like right on me. And it was like more than a nightmare type of thing. Uh-huh. And uh in fact, it woke my son up and he woke my wife up who was in another room and she came in. She was like, what's going on? And I didn't realize I was like paralyzed. And that's kind of a psychic symptom of a psychic attack for an, an adult. So my question is, wh- why is it that people who are on a spiritual path, if you will, um, are confronted with these uh, dark, this dark entities as part of their uh, part of, well, part of their uh, journey, if you will? People who, who are not conscious of, of it, who are just you know, very focused on their life, are not aware of the um, energies that are, that are prevalent. <laughs> and I think once you, start, um, once you start working in the light to raise your vibration energy, uh, it, it attracts the dark forces in a way. The dark forces want to eradicate the light. That's, that's their job. That's their purpose of being. And so the more, I mean, I think the masters, those who really are enlightened beings, are, are working constantly in repelling the dark forces, uh, and they come at you in all different ways. Um, I know that that many masters who lived uh, during World War II uh, were working with the dark entities that were had had taken over um, mm-hmm. Germany. Right. And you know, so so you know, one has to be constantly on the lookout, and you have to. One, I mean, part of our journey is to learn how to protect ourselves. So that we don't get we don't get pulled down, uh, and if you're going to work in that in that level with the, with the with the entities with the uh, energetic forces, one has to know how to protect oneself. And for me, it's my guru. 
Um, for other people, it might be, you know, Jesus or light, just just bright light. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever is your protective uh, shield, that's what you have to invoke. Got it. Um, going back to the book, uh, Dina, um, did you have a favorite place that you uh, or favorite life out of all of these? And um, have you uh, traveled? I think you have uh, to some of these places where you had past lives. And, and if so, did you have any uh, connections that triggered you remembering? Oh, I was here before or things like that, which certain people have. Yes. My pre- when I first started having um, clear recollections of my previous birth, you know, I was checking myself out. Am I crazy? I was a single mom, working, holding a job at my family firm, raising two kids, meditating. It's before I got involved in the interfaith work. And I said to myself, you know, do you know, how do you know you're not going off the deep end? And um, I, I had a clear scene of, of uh, before I died, I was in Prague, of the Nazis marching down this boulevard. And I died soon after that just from, for health, you know, uh, medical reasons. And um, I went to Prague to look for that street, and I found it. I remembered wow. I was in my brother's house. I remembered standing by the window, the cur- pushing aside the curtain, seeing them march down from the right. And I went, and I found the place. And then I wanted to go find the place that I remembered from my childhood of that life in Russia. And I did, and I went to St. Petersburg. I couldn't find the house, but, I, but I, I walked through that city. And, of course, it was very sad for me. The city I remembered was a glorious city. And when I went there in the 1990s, uh, just after the breakup of the Soviet uh, Union, it was very mm-hmm. depressed. You know, it was right. impoverished and depressed. And, and so, you know, that, that, that made me very sad. But, but anyhow, I, I, um, yeah, I was like a little bit of a detective at the beginning when these started happening. I wanted to make sure... <laughs> The things I was seeing had some validity. Mm-hmm. And in terms of my favorite part, I think in each life there was a, a teacher. And when I was in Africa, there was this shaman woman who I was very attached to. And uh, she was a, a great being. And I still feel her presence. As soon as the memory of her returned to me, I realized that these connections surpass time. You know, tra- transcend time, I should say, is that when you've made a connection with a guide, with a, a, a master, a teacher, they follow you. You know, they follow your evolution, mm-hmm. and you can connect with them. You know, and nothing disappears. The relationships, the love that that you that you've had in the past are still alive, and people that you have loved deeply, especially when it's been at a spiritual level, you'll meet again. And those relationships will, will will protect you and help you along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think when it's your turn to kind of uh, move on, do you want to come back and do this uh, to the next level? Or do you want to uh, take a different form? Have you thought, I mean, that's kind of a personal question. You don't have to answer. But have you put any thought to, like, what, what's next for you? You did say you had some uh, future know, life progression. I know, a lot of people so. who just say they want to get out <laughs> and not come back. <laughs> And, you know and what? I've, I've heard say, that, and I don't understand. I personally don't understand that. I know sometimes life can be, you know, tough uh, in lots of different ways, but uh, it's it's a gift. It's a it's a gift, and the opportunity, the, the need to serve is so great. Mm-hmm. And I know that, that my guru said he'll keep coming back until as long as there's anybody left, <laughs> he'll keep coming back. And my feeling is that I also want to come back to help. I never. My only prayer is that I never f- want to forget the divine. I want to always remember mm-hmm. <laughs> the higher right. reality. Right. Um, 
Okay. Any last uh, thoughts? Let's see. What was the biggest surprise in, in all these lifetimes? Was it like, oh, my, my goodness, this food is really good? Or like, I didn't think people dressed like this. Or was there any like, wow, that's not what I expected when you were uh, doing your regressions? Well, the biggest surprise for me is why, why after, all, after all these experiences, why haven't I learned more? <laughs> why aren't I further ahead on the path? Why do I keep coming back and having to experience, you know, heartache again, lost love again? I mean, why haven't I gotten that lesson yet? And so in this life, I'm trying to say to myself, okay, you know, get the lesson so that when you come back, you can really come back to be of service, not to have to fulfill certain karma and desires. So it's it's um, how to how to speed up one's progress, and that's I've looked back at the lives and say. You know, you learn a little bit, but, but you could have learned more. Mm-hmm. You could have done more. Got it. Now, just for everybody else out there who hasn't had the deep, uh, vivid, and as vivid experiences as, as you have had, Dina, what would be kind of your parting advice to them in terms of what can people do to really get them started on the path of more self, uh, deeper self-realization and being able to uh, get more out of this life and to see the bigger picture? Because a lot of people, as you know, in our culture – they uh, they don't want to see the bigger picture because it might it might feel to them that oh I was wrong or I've been thinking the wrong way and it's better just to put the blinders on and stay in the dark than realize like hey I have an opportunity to really know what's really happening. Well, I think that the most important thing is to set aside time on a regular basis to be reflective about one's life, to be honest with oneself about. Uh, a, you know, taking care of things that need to be dealt with, relationships that are a little rocky, that are not resolved, um, work situations, being, being kind of observant of your life. We go through life without observing patterns, without reflecting on what, 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 what lesson are we trying to, somebody trying to tell us? Um, mm-hmm. What are the messages that, we, that we're not listening? They're all, everybody is getting messages because we all have guides. You know, whether you see them or not, there are guides from the past, and, and we're here to learn and to awaken. So to be reflective about your life and not to fear death, just to know it's a transition and that, and that um, it's going to be okay and there's going to be somebody there to help you through it. I think getting over the fear of death is a, is a um, death is the frontier that we haven't yet conquered, and I think that's the challenge for our time today is to know that there are other dimensions. We move into another dimension, you know, a subtler dimension that's more beautiful than this one. And yeah. to have faith in that, and to um, and just to be more reflective about one's actions and thoughts. Thoughts are important too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so ironic that um, everybody digs in on their religious beliefs, whatever they may be. Yet there's a uniform, I think, concern or fear of death. That uh, to me is like, if you're so religious, why are you afraid of death? You know, it kind of right. flies in the face yeah. of two things. But that's that's the world, the contradictory world we live in. Well, listen, Dina, uh, first of all, you're doing great work uh, in the big picture beyond the book. Fantastic stuff. I know what you do, and it's great. And secondly, the book is fascinating, and your story is fascinating, and I think you have a majorly grip on everything that's going on, and I think you're here to teach people, here to help. So I'm thrilled, and I was really looking forward to having you on Guys Guys Radio because this is the place where when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. It's not a people hear Guys Guys Radio, and they think it's beer and 
beer and football and boobs and stuff like that, but it's not about that. It's really about um, people being at their best. So I'm so thrilled to get people like yourself on the show. So thank you so much. Could you tell everybody where they can find your book and learn more about you? Well, the book you can find on Amazon, A Journey, My Journey Through Time, A Spiritual Memoir of Life, Death, and Rebirth. Or you can go to Amazon and Google me, Dina Miriam. And you can find my website, gpiw.org, www.gpiw.org. And there's a Facebook page under my name, uh, lots of ways to, to hear about our work. And I want to thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure, a real pleasure to talk to you. No, mine also. Thank you, Dina. And I hope we can stay in touch because I love the work yes. you're doing. So maybe I'll follow up and shoot you a note. But thanks. Great. Thanks. Okay. All right, I'll let you go. All right, folks, uh, our, uh, we're going to take a break. Our special guest has been Dina Marion, and uh, we'll be back after a moment. The Guys Guy Radio. Okay, folks, uh, I'm back, and it uh, it is a sunny day today, and let me tell you a little bit about our guys, guys, guide that we do every week. So very quickly, I'm going to cover a topic that's important to folks, and that is uh, money, finances. And I've talked about it in the past about if you're just dating, how do you manage the whole money issue? If you are, um, if you are in a committed relationship or if you are married. So I'm going to deal with how to deal with money issues when you're going to get married. Because uh, marriage comes with a whole new set of financial considerations. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're over 30, there's a good possibility that at least one of the partners may have been previously married. There may even be kids. So you're dealing with a lot of different financial issues versus who's going to pick up the, that first glass of wine, the bill for the first glass of wine or an appetizer. So I think the best thing to do is get full disclosure about um, what the other person's uh, financial obligations are. And that doesn't mean you have to have a spreadsheet or anything, but you have to kind of know where they're standing, where they stand. Uh, let's say you have a lot of money socked away and they owe a lot of money. That could be an issue if you start pooling your assets. That, that, that's going to change that, you know, theoretically that could change things or at least could change your perspective. So uh, a lot of older couples, they get pre prenups um, before marrying a second time or even a first time. So it's not a bad thing to think of. Um, you have to make sure, though, that both people understand why and how it can help both people, actually, and, and, and the issue of fairness there. So think about that um, as a consideration. Also, if you decide to uh, pool your assets or maintain separate bank accounts, um, there are benefits to both ways. Um, most couples, uh, if they're married, they're going to uh, file a joint income tax because that saves you money. Um, but, you know, you could maintain your own personal investments, bank accounts, and credit cards. Um, you may have a really high credit score and your partner may not. And uh, you may want to keep things separate, even though when you go to the day-to-day -day decisions on how to spend money or buying a house or a home or a condo, whatever, that you do it together. But, um, you know, everybody has a different approach to money. Some people will go out and they'll spend five bucks on a Starbucks every day and other people will put coffee in a thermos. And, you know, that adds up over the time. It's the little things. So you need to be in sync with your partner as to how you value, how you value money. 
So this way you don't get, you don't quibble about things. So sometimes, I, and my, I, sometimes I think it's actually better to keep separate savings accounts, separate checking accounts, separate credit cards. Maybe you do a couple of things jointly, but um, sometimes it's easier just to separate it. If you, if you've been around for a while and one person has been married or uh, you have somebody has kids and the other person doesn't, whatever. So it's just something to keep in mind. The biggest thing is you got to get on the same page with your partner in terms of uh, expectations and terms of how to handle the money. So that's my uh, guy's guide, guy's guy's guide of the week. Um, when you're going to get into a financial situation, when you get married, uh, talk about it and keep an open mind and keep an open uh, route of communications there. So anyhow, that's our show. I hope you've enjoyed it. Our special guest again, uh, Dina Marion, her book, My Journey Through Time, A Spiritual Memoir of Life, Death and Rebirth. And there'll be more Guys Guys Radio coming at you very soon. So as I always like to say at the end of the show, Guys Guys, finish first. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z.